Welcome to everyone. Good to see everybody. We have youth ministry today. So any of the young people today, youth is upstairs. I know Jesus was in the back. Some might have slipped out already. So youth is here today. Also, right after church, we're going to do water baptism. I don't think it's raining. We have a tent set up. The water's 95 degrees. All right, so no, uh, but then, uh, so right afterwards, we'll get changed. If everybody wants to meet, um, don't slip in and try the food yet. Right, that's not a, don't think, hey, good time to go in there and get some, some samples. But we'll uh, meet out in the, the courtyard there. Hopefully it's not raining or if we need to stand under. And then... Uh, after our water baptism, we'll go inside. We have a potluck today. There looks like some, some great uh, items in there. Check with Michelle. I think she was tasting some of them, but she's just a no-no, right, going through. and But that'll be right after. And then this coming, in fact, grab a card on your way out. This coming Friday is our food ministry setup. If you're able to come and help them out, unload the U-Haul of all the food, that's at 1.30 on Friday. And then Saturday, we serve the community. That's at 9 o'clock. Um, and can I announce the, am I able to announce, um, Saturday after the food ministry? I'm trying to find Eileen. Can we announce it to the church? Maybe I'll just announce it. So, uh, the Chinese church, uh, after the food ministry is going to do a dumpling making thing because of Chinese new year. Oh, there's Eileen in the back. Can we announce it? All right. So I want to make sure. And you can make them, learn how to make them and eat them on Saturday after you serve, right? So you can't slip in. No, but come out. So they're going to make dumplings because they'll celebrate on the Sunday. But grab a card and come out, 8.30, come out and serve. We had our largest turnout this last time that we did it, even outside of a special uh, type of event. So uh, we're expecting great things. So that's this coming uh, Saturday and then dumplings uh, after. Well, let me read two verses today for our tithes and offerings. I want to read one out of Job. And it mentions this. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. Isn't that interesting how it mentions that? Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. And there's a verse out of 1 Kings. In fact, I think in the notes, uh, it was a typo. It was 2 Kings. First, so if you're still looking for 1 Kings 18, keep going, right? It's not going to be there. First uh, Kings uh, chapter 18, verse 44, talking about Elijah. And when Elijah was the one that called the drought over that land, and it would not return until he said so, and we pick up this verse. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. And he said, go up to, and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So the rain was going to come, and he saw something small. It was a little tiny cloud that to him looked like the cloud of a man's hand, but it came and it rained. So it's interesting as we read these in our, our giving because all, all of us love the increase abundantly, but God comes back to bless the faith, right? When we're faithful, faithful, faithful. So as we do each and every week, let's read uh, and pray this prayer that we'll put on the screen. Pray it from your heart to your Father God. Let's say this together. Ready? As I give in today's offering, Father, let me not look past the day of small beginning. 
Everything begins with a seed, yet it grows and reproduces many times over. Let my giving today be planted in your kingdom, and I believe it will grow and multiply. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you're giving today in service, there's an envelope in your seat back pocket. You can place your envelope and offering on the slot that's on the wall as you exit at the end of service by the sound booth. Go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online and download today's notes. And as we do each and every week, um, as for me and my house, some questions to ask of your family, co-workers, whoever, about the verses that we go over today. So let me read. Uh, we looked at this one verse a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to start with that. So Colossians chapter 2, but if you have your Bible, a tablet, a phone, you grab your neighbor's Bible real quick, we're going to go to Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. But I want to read this one in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding with thanksgiving. In fact, we looked at receiving Jesus as Lord, right? Step one, walking in him, rooted in him, established in the faith, being taught and abounding with thanksgiving. I think that's a good check for all, all of us. In many situations this week that you've dealt with, have you abounded with thanksgiving? Or has something else quickly come out of your mouth? We're to abound with thanksgiving. But I want to look at Mark chapter 4. In fact, keep that one verse uh, in your mind. Mark chapter 4. And I want to look at 20 of these verses. Yeah, 20 verses? I was thinking about, do you ever know somebody that sits through like a three and a half hour movie and they remember every single detail? Right? And this guy got up four times in this one scene. You know, I, I think of when we read the Bible that we do, to be that intense in what is the Bible saying? And how is it in there to impact my life today? You know, many of the times I believe this too, we're reading things that we may come across in a year. There's something I might read today that is specifically, I was reading it and something happens in a year, six months, three years. But it's important that we read these things. And we pick this up in Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Talking about Jesus. And it says, As he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and he sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables. Parables a story, right? By stories. And he said to them in his teaching, listen, behold, a sower went to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell among the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some seed or some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. Because it had no root, it withered away. 
And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground, and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. These are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit. Some thirtyfold, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. So, Father, we pray today as we look at this first soil, Father, that you would speak through our hearts today, that we'd be attentive to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let us not be like the verse that Jesus says, do you not understand the parables? How will you understand all of them? Let us be those that listen intently to your words. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Now, interesting parable. Jesus is telling stories. Uh, If you looked at the surrounding, it could have been one of his largest gatherings of people. Pretty cool that he's got to get in a boat and go out from shore, right? That's pretty, pretty cool. Jesus doesn't comment like, wow, we had a great Sunday today. They had to put me on the roof to talk to people. He doesn't say, say any of that. It's getting that probably that echo to the larger group. But one of the things that we see that Jesus says, there's four types of hearts that he refers to as soils. And only one of them is going to receive and have fruit. That means... 25, only 25% is going to receive and have fruit. And he's wanting this teaching said to them. And he uses that verse in Mark 14, 13. He says, do you not understand this parable, this story? How then will you understand all of the parables? So he wants to let us know that this parable 
and how the word is sown into our hearts is the kingdom in operation. That's how the, that's how the kingdom of God works is getting that seed into the heart, or the heart of our soil of our heart. You know, we're not an agricultural type of people, right? We go to the store, we talked about it a few weeks ago, we pick the fruit tree that already has fruit on it. We're not, like, patient enough. You know, and we, we've done this. How many of you have tried to grow an avocado inside the house before, and you have a jar, and you put the toothpicks, and you have, anybody ever do that before? And you, like, you waited about three months, and it didn't produce avocados, and you got rid of it. Well, an avocado tree takes somewhere between 5 and 13 years. How many of you love avocado? Guacamole. All right, everybody. Everybody likes. But we're not patient enough to wait for that seed to grow and to have fruit. How many of you like coffee? You had your coffee this morning. I see just people smiling right now. All right, coffee. There's a big smile. Three to four years until it produces that bean, right, that can be harvested and roasted. It would be like me going into Michelle, would you like coffee today? Yeah, oh, we still got to wait another couple of years. Plant's doing good, right? Just has not produced anything yet. Well, we're not patient enough. Like, we like to, to move on. And Jesus will use later, he'll use an example of a mustard seed, something so small, a tiny seed that produces such a large tree. You know, when Michelle and I were first married, we, uh, we lived in her, we rented her grandma's house in Montebello. And I was going to be responsible for taking care of the grass, the yard. Her dad was a stickler about his grass. How many of you here, like you're, you're a stickler about how your grass looks? Any of you like, I got rid of grass, I have dirt, right? Dirt and rock. Well, he was a stickler. He mowed his own grass, he didn't trust the gardener, he didn't want any other seeds coming from other grasses to destroy his grass he edged everything he watered it it was green 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 i always green so i'm gonna now take care of the grass so i'm cutting the grass and i'm starting to notice these little flowers that pop up right those little daffodil flowers and so i go down to home depot which wasn't far from us and i find two products one's the i believe it was weed and feed that's like 39.99 but then I found something else that was like, you know, weed extractor for like $3.99. And I'm looking, hey, probably the same thing. I'll save a lot of money, $3.99, right? Smart guy. I remember using that, and over a short period of time, like not even over a week, all of a sudden the entire grass started planting these little daffodil plants started coming up. And I went back to the store, and I told the guy, I said, um, man, this isn't working. He said, what did you buy? Oh, yeah, you went, why'd you go so cheap? You should have used the other stuff. He says, this is almost like feed the weed. I think that's exactly what I did, right? I was feeding, like the weeds were like, oh, yeah, we love this stuff. More, more, more. I wasn't willing to make the investment to take out the weeds from the source. I think many a times we, we come back and we have to make an investment. We have to be purposeful. We have to love God's word. We have to love to honor him and to worship him and fruit will come out when we do that. We've not been patient enough with those seeds being planted to see the harvest. So Jesus uses a word and he says, listen. He's got an exclamation point in the scripture. Jesus' words. Listen. Many of you might remember a parent saying that. Listen. What does it do? Makes you stand up and listen. Listen. 
I think it's important as we read God's word that we fine tune and listen to the words that he says. It's so, so important for us. It reminds me in kindergarten, some of you remember this, we, they would get you in a circle and they would play a game called operator. The teacher would tell the one student, okay, there's a yellow bus full of kids, it's driving down the street and it's going to the new school. And the kid was to tell it to the next kid, right? There's a yellow bus full of kids driving down the street going to the new school. And it went all the way around, and the kid at the very end, when the teacher said, stand up and tell us what you heard. There was a monkey, and he had a yellow banana, right? And he was climbing a tree. Be like, no, 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 no. Here's what it said. Well, somebody didn't listen right along that way, and they messed up the entire story. Jesus is wanting this to get in our heart. And so he mentions that a sower went out to sow seeds, right? Sow seeds. So here's what we know. Everyone heard the same thing. And it was like Jesus saying, I want you to really listen to my words. Listen to this psalm. This psalm, uh, 107, verse 20. The verse might be familiar to some of you. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. He sent their word. Now, we think of healing as sickness or disease. There's other things that have to be healed, but he sent his word. We're reading that in, the, in Psalms. And delivered them, his word delivered them from their destruction. So Jesus is saying, listen, right? Th this is a healing word to you. This is a word that will help your life so there's, there's not destruction. And I want you to hear these words. And so I want to look at the one soil that he starts with today. We read that in Mark chapter 4 and in verse 4. We read there he says, And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Well, he tells them what the birds of the air was, and we read this in Mark chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. The sower sows the word and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown and when they hear say it with me satan comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in their heart there's a word there immediately now a jewish person back in that day sitting on the shore or on a hill listening to jesus if they know the Old Testament that was taught in the synagogue, there's not many passages of Scripture that really talk about Satan himself. There's a few, right? Genesis 3, Numbers takes the bones of uh, Moses, Job. Like, there's only a few times. So I don't know if they really have an understanding of Lucifer or Satan. But Jesus does right away in his ministry. And he wants us to know that what Satan wants to do is come to steal the word that we've heard or what we've read immediately come. I've heard this over the years in ministry. Pa parents will say, you know, we have the biggest fight with our kids on the way to church. They never fight like that. Or we left church today, we had the biggest fight on the way home. How, would, how does that happen? Satan wants to come to immediately steal the word that was sown. And Jesus reminds us that that word is so precious. 
It's so important that it gets planted in our hearts. That we need to know that Satan wants to take away that word that was sown. Isn't it interesting that he doesn't want God's word planted in our hearts. There was an NFL quarterback a couple weeks ago that on an interview with the news mentioned, he started out first and he said, I, I just want to honor my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today. Well, later, when they would show that recording, the news station edited out that he said anything about Jesus Christ. Why would they do that? We read in the book of Acts, they'll say there was another guy back in Jesus' time named Judas. He had a following. You know, and it disbanded. It didn't turn into anything. And Gamaliel said, um, just leave him alone, right? If this is not of anything, it'll disband and nothing will happen. But if this is of God... You won't be able to stop it. You won't be able to overthrow it. And re really what we know, it'll take over the entire world. Why would they let a guy give thanks to his Lord and Savior, but they want to take that out? Why? Because that's where the power is, right? That's where the power is. And Jesus knows that Satan wants to come and steal the very things that we hear. You know, there's a, a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 2.11 that lets us know that the Bible shows us his schemes or his tricks or his wiles. The Bible teaches us that he can't use anything else, right? Whatever other power, he, could, he can't use it against us, but he uses temptation, he uses sin, he uses anything that he can to disrupt us from hearing God's word. So important, and Jesus wants us to know we've got to hear the word. It's the most important. Well, Jesus identifies it in John 10.10, 10, and in fact, he throws this out and he calls Satan a thief, right? He's a thief. The thief does not come except, say it with me, to steal, to kill, and to destroy, right? The thief, he wants to steal. He wants to take it out. No, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. Jesus goes, he says, I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly, right? Boy, what a, what a difference. The thief comes to steal. He didn't even just say Satan or Lucifer or the enemy. The thief coming to steal that word. You know, every time I sit down and I'm, doing, I'm trying to read the Bible, my phone goes off. Just goes off. Any of you had that happen before? Right? Somebody needs to talk to you. Somebody comes in and interrupts you. The dog made a mess by the front door, and you got to go clean it up before anybody steps in it. It's always interesting, the distractions. You know, our mind can distract us. You ever been reading the Bible, or maybe you're doing some devotions, and you're out in la-la land somewhere? Like, you're just out there, and all of a sudden, it's like, what am I even thinking about? All of those things to distract us from the message that gives us life, right? He wants to give us life. We read early on, we looked at this a couple weeks ago, Luke chapter 4, verse 4. When Satan comes at Jesus, he probably could have said a lot of things. You know what? You can't do anything to me, right? I could take you out in an instant. What did he say? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But how shall man live? By every word of God. What was the most important thing to Jesus in temptation? Every word 
of God. Don't you think he was hungry? You know, we read a little bit. Some believe that he was tempted over 40 days. Others believe when we read it that it was at the very end of that 40th day where Satan came in and said, hey, take those stones and turn it to hot, steamy sourdough bread. I'll even bring you some butter, right? Some of the jam, the coffee cart to put on it. Oh, right, that does something. No, he knew every word from God was so powerful to him. Every word of God. So when I read, when I exit today, when I go about, I need to know that the enemy wants to come and to steal. I need to be aware of that. You know, several years ago, in fact, I think it was our first year here at the church, there was a fight after church. I didn't find out about it until later. And uh, um, it was a gentleman in the church that came and got me. He's no longer, he, they moved uh, out of state. And he says, yeah, there was, there was a fight after church. So when I called uh, one of the gentlemen to find out what happened, he was like bawling and repentant. You know, I mean, he was wanting to repent. And he, I said, tell me what happened. He says, well, there was a guy in the church that went up to my wife and said, hey, I think you're pretty good looking, right? In fact, you're really good looking. If you ever want to leave him, I'd be happy to take you. That's like what he said. And he threw him into the brown fence right by the air conditioner. Right? Happened on a Sunday. Does anybody remember that? Nobody, nobody was here, right? Somebody's like, that was pretty cool. No, that wasn't cool, right, at church. So I called, you know, he was so upset. Now, yeah, he, anybody said it to my wife, you know, I, I'd probably say something too, right? I wouldn't throw you into a fence. I'd throw you over the fence, into the air conditioner. <laughs> into the air conditioners. So he was, so he says, please don't kick me out of the church. I'm not going to kick you out. He says, I'll do whatever. I'll meet whenever you want. I'll meet. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have responded that way. So I called the other guy. And I said, hey, uh, he wants to meet me. I'm not meeting with him. I should call the police. That was assault. He could have killed me into the brown fence. I wasn't going to kill you, right? Why don't you come? Let's I'm not meeting with him. In fact, I'm never coming back to your church ever again. Well, what a difference in response, right? It's like, happens at, you know, church after? Satan comes immediately to want to steal the very thing that we heard. You know, we all walk out of here with something that the Lord said. Sometimes I'll talk to people and they say, you know what, we were singing that song. Maybe it was Father of Life and he calls me his child. And I needed to hear that today. Might have been a, something else that we said that something just penetrated the heart and it was the Holy Spirit talking to you. It was a one verse or something that was said, a word that went on the screen that as you read, something impacted your heart. And Jesus knows that it's precious, precious seed that has been planted, precious seed into your heart. And it will grow, right? It will root itself. It will rise up. But we've got to be faithful to take care of that seed and to not get distracted. And to know that Jesus told the enemy himself, right? He told him, every word of God, I stand on every word of God because it's true truth. It's the truth. Bow your heads, if you would, with me today. In fact, let me ask a question, and I want to pray, and uh, this question comes out of our notes. In what areas have I been distracted when reading or hearing God's Word? In what areas have I been distracted? So, Father, we come today mindful of Jesus' words that He's the one sowing the Word into our hearts. 
And he sees our hearts as precious, precious ground. And he wants to alert us that three of the soils won't produce anything. In fact, one of them chokes out completely the word of God, but one flourishes and grows. Lord, we come back today. Let our hearts be the receptive heart that grows. Let us be alert to any temptation of the enemy. And when the enemy tempts or entices, we come back with the only truth that's the foundation, your word. Like Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I want to pray today. In fact, if you're here today and you've never made and accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, the Lord of your life, I want to invite you to do that right now. Maybe you're here today and you want to just rededicate your life back anew and afresh with your Heavenly Father today. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer along with me, but I want everybody uh, in here to pray this prayer together. Let's pray this with me. Everybody say this with me, but if it's you, pray this from your heart to your Father God. Say this with me. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I make you Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you prayed that today or for the very, very first time or today was a day to come back to him, please, please, please see us at the uh, end of the service. The best decision you've ever made. In fact, when we read that verse that we started with, as you've received Christ from today, you're going to walk in him, right? Rooted, grounded. It's a foundation. In fact, every day experience that thanksgiving of walking with Jesus. Well, stand with me. We're going to close with this hymn. Our 60 years, Jesus Christ is our solid rock. It's on him we stand. He is our foundation, our hope, and our trust. Great song to remember that. So a couple things. Um, if you need prayer, please uh, come down. In fact, even if you prayed and asked the Lord for a very first time or rededication, then what we're going to do, though, is we're going to head out to the courtyard. Those that are getting baptized, you can go and change um, in the fellowship hall and we'll all meet no tasting of food no sneaking in there we'll pray right now for the food as we go out we want to celebrate those that are being baptized today as they make a public declaration that Jesus is their Lord and they're going to follow him with their life so Lord we thank you today that we get an opportunity to witness a profession of faith and we get to fellowship with one another we thank you ahead of time that you bless our food, you take sickness and disease from our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. So we'll see you outside here in about 10 or so minutes out in the courtyard.